Welcome to another inspirational message from City Life Center Church. If you were ever in the area, come visit one of our services. We would love to meet you. Enjoy the message. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your souls. And then I'm going to say, are you in? And then you can't say anything yet because you don't know whether you're in or not. You might not even like agree with that. You might think, I don't know what that's about. Like I might choose the broad road to destruction. So I, I just don't know. Well, after the message, you have a chance to say, I'm in, let's Go. All right. God bless you. Have a seat. Those two scriptures can put put together uh, really comprise our theme scripture for 2016. And uh, somebody catch this. Catch this. Woo. Boom. There we go. All right. Thanks. And uh, I, I'm doing better, a little bit better every day. I'm excited about this with my knee. But the, this really speaks of two different paths, roads, one's wide, one's narrow, one goes to destruction, one is the pathway to life. Most people choose the broad road, few people choose the windy ancient road. But the ancient path is so much more rewarding. Therefore, I call the ancient path Adventure Highway. It is the road less traveled. It's the one I like to travel on. The Bible says that this Adventure Highway is the good road. It's the ancient path. It's a place where you're going to find rest for your souls. And, and here's what I'm going to ask. I'll just come right up front with a big ask. I'm asking you to join me on the ancient path, the road less traveled. I'm inviting you to come along with me on Adventure Highway. And in fact, what I've done this year is I've crafted my entire preaching schedule for the year under this theme of Adventure Highway. And, and over the past few weeks, since the beginning of January, I've been kind of laying the groundwork and introducing the theme to you. And, and now at the end of today's message, I'm going to ask us to read that passage again, and then we're going to to decide, you know, if you're on the journey and if you're in for the ride, I'm going to say, are you in? And you'll respond, I'm in, let's go. Now I'm going to let you practice it, but please understand you're not committing to it yet, all right? I don't want to talk you into a commitment to serve God or anything like that right up front. All right, but, but, but I, I, here, here we go. Come on. I'm going to say, are you, are you in? And you reply back, I'm in, let's go. So you kind of get the feel. So you won't be like shy about it later, all right? Are you in? I'm in, let's go. Oh, that's that was nice. Oh, come on, will you do it like with a, with a voice that, that your parents never let you use indoors? Come on, here we go. Are you in? I'm in. Let's go. Good. Now, if you really don't want your life to count, the truth is that you need to do it on the ancient path, which is the road less traveled, what I'm calling Adventure Highway. And on this journey, what we're going to do is we're going to discover how to live a life that impacts culture. That's what even we prayed over the baby just a moment ago. You see, even as a church, as a congregation, City Life Center, we determined very early on from the very beginning that, that part of our core identity of why we exist as a church here would be to impact culture. And we decided, you know, we just, this is something that, that we prayed about, came to our hearts early on, that we would impact culture by influencing the culture makers of the city. That's part of what we're doing. In fact, I, and, and we're doing it, and I'm excited about that. In fact, our mayor of Fort Worth, Mayor Betsy Price, is going to be with us in church in a few weeks. How do you like that? We have, we have a special Sunday that we're calling I Heart Fort Worth Sunday. They'll share more information on that at the end of the service on February 28th. 
and she's going to be with us. And so uh, the last time she was, she was with us, we presented her with this cool painting of the courthouse. And this time, I'm going to give her a John Maxwell Leadership Bible. And I'm, here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm hoping that you'll take a moment to sign it. It's back there at the t-shirt table. And just sign your name inside the cover. And then if you'll be willing to, go and underline a passage of Scripture or just note a passage of Scripture that's in there. Because who knows, she might be browsing through her Bible someday, searching for an answer from God on something. And the Scripture that you underline may come and, and really speak directly to what she needs at that moment. And, and she's a power, very powerful leader here in our city, and, and uh, we honor her and looking so forward to her being with us. So her Bible is going to be available for signing from now all the way up until uh, Sunday, the 28th of February, when the, which is the day we're going to present it to her. So uh, please go ahead and sign it today so you don't have to stand in line at the last minute. And really, it's just simply our church's culture and purpose to impact the culture by influencing the culture makers. And really, that's, that's a big part of what this whole adventure highway journey is that we're all taking together, how we do that corporately, but, but even more specifically, how you do that personally. So what does Adventure Highway look like? I'm glad you asked because I'm going to share with you. Adventure Highway, it's, it's, it's really about exiting the interstate highway. You know, I-20, I-30, I-20, I-35, no. <laughs> And we drive those all the time. But you know as well as I do, it's like as soon as you get onto that interstate, you feel like you're sucked into this rat race. And, and you get to breathe in and inhale all of these exhaust fumes. And, and, and really on the highways, a lot of times, you're hoping for survival. And, and you're praying, I cannot break down on the interstate because you know nobody's going to stop to help you because they're all driving too fast themselves. And plus, it's a construction zone. Anyway, you can't stop there. And, and plus, you know, just like they know, that it's too dangerous to assist a stranded motorist on the interstate because you might get run over. And there you are. That's no fun. See, but I'm challenging you to take Adventure Highway and exit the life of insanity that most people in our culture have been sucked into. See, there, there, there are two options. There are these two ways or two roads. Now that word way and road, those words are actually, they, they mean the same thing. A lot of times in the scriptures when you see the, that word way, it means road, pathway, or highway. So there are these two ways, and one is the interstate highway, and the other is the ancient path. And the ancient path, the road less traveled, is really where the action is. And it's a winding road. It's, it's this road of unpredictable twists and turns, but on this path, you actually get to enjoy the scenery. You get to drink in what's all around you. Begin to see God at work in some amazing creative ways. You get to experience this completely new texture to life. And it is addictive when you take the road less traveled. See, see your life is a journey. But the destination is quite distinct. It's vastly different than the destination of the wide, broad highway. That destination is really important because the destination is eternity with Jesus. And that's where I'm going. Uh, that, that's the destination also that I want every single one of you to experience. Because eternity with Jesus is what we often call heaven. It's this destiny for the people who take 
the ancient path. It's a destiny of being healed and you're whole and, and your knee isn't stiff and you can walk without a stick. And it's, a, it's a place where you have no tears and there's rest. There's immeasurable pleasure and wonderful friends and zero stress. I want that. That's my adventure highway destiny, eternity with Jesus. So adventure highway, what it is, is it's the road that gets you from here right now to your destination. Basically, it's the commitment that you're going to make the rest of your life an adventure. And so get on the ancient path with me and, and quit longing for the broad highway that leads to destruction. I'm just asking you to take a road trip into the unknown to a known destination. Adventure Highway, it's, it's, it's really about resisting the status quo. I, I, you think about that word, status quo. I don't even like the word. The status quo is, is lame. That's boring. I don't want the status quo. I want Adventure Highway. Back when I was three and a half years old, my parents took me and my brothers on this massive road trip. And it was from Washington State, where we lived at the time and where I was born, all the way to El Paso, Texas. Talk about culture shock. And we went down to visit my mom's oldest brother. And she, he was the oldest and about like 15 kids. That's how big their family was. And so my mom was the youngest. He was the oldest. A lot of years between there. But I knew him. His name was William Hageman. And I knew him as Uncle Bill. And I called him Uncle Bill. I remember calling him that. Yeah. And see, Uncle Bill pastored this very creative and innovative church for the time in 1969. Uh, this church was in the heart of the big city. It was in the heart of El Paso. And his congregation was so large that they had three services each Sunday. And, and now, now let me help you to understand something. No one did multiple services back then because they, they said like it couldn't be, be done, but Uncle Bill did. I just thought he was the coolest uncle ever. When we were visiting, he crammed us into his pale blue Volkswagen Beetle when we got there. And I remember laying in the back window, and we explored the desert with Uncle Bill. And, and, it, and, and I would look out that back window and look at the vast landscapes. So this is not in Washington anymore. I like this. And, 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 and that adventure, the whole thing, I, it actually impacted my life in a huge way, and I remember it rather well. And I loved his cool car so much, and I wanted to have one just like it when I grew up. Now, I, that, that picture, Uncle Bill is there with, with the red hat on, and those are my brothers. I, I swear I'm in the picture, but somebody's finger is covering me up. You know, I, I have to be down there, a little guy down at the bottom. But, but I, I, I love his church, too. In fact, I, I thought to myself, I want to pastor a church like Uncle Bill's church someday. And plus, it was my first taste of Texas, and I embraced it. In fact, I wanted to stay in Texas. I want to be like Uncle Bill, because he, he just kept smiling and taking us on one adventure after another after another. And In a sense, that's what I want for you. I want your adventure highway to be more rewarding than you can imagine, because adventure highway is also about embracing the unknown. See, on this journey, you're going, to find, uh, you're going to find yourself doing things that you've never done before, and you're going to be venturing into new territory that you never imagined that you would encounter. And as your pastor, I commit to leading and equipping and guiding you into and through the unknown. I and this congregation will be here to encourage you to embrace the unknown. Here's why. It's because when you're in the unknown, 
it ignites your imagination, and that is where faith begins to operate. And Uncle Bill took us into the unknown. And uh, while we were there, he taught my dad how to pick cactus fruit and skin it and eat it. And there I am. I'm, I'm finally in a picture. I, I'm a little blonde kid running around looking for snakes. Like, i got to find me one or something. I don't know what I was doing, but I'm there. And I, I, I wanted to go over there and do that, but Uncle Bill wouldn't let me have his knife. I knew I wasn't getting it from, getting it from Dad, but Uncle Bill, he might do it for me, but no, he wouldn't do it. And, but the cool thing is, is I remember Uncle Bill took one of those cactus fruits and he put it on the end of his pocket knife and fed it to me. He stuck his knife in my mouth. I was such a man, you know, I just ate it from the pocket knife. I thought, man, I'm learning how to survive in the Texas desert. I love Uncle Bill, you know. I, I wanted to be just like Pastor William Hageman someday because he blazed roads less traveled, literally. And I just knew that I could be a Texan and I could even embrace the unknown as a little kid. You see, out on Adventure Highway, as you're taking this journey, it's about the scenery. It's about fresh air. It's about relationships and these ancient historical markers. Personally, I love roads less traveled because there are so many opportunities to stop and interact with the culture, get out, walk around, and, and, and hear the stories of your traveling companions and build relationships and experience some fresh air and, and drink in some history. I mean, historical markers are my favorite. And, 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 you know, when you're taking the back roads, it's so much easier to pull over and read the stories of the heroes and the villains who blazed the trail before us. I love the historical markers in and around downtown Fort Worth. One of my favorites is on the First Christian Church a few blocks from here because it tells the story of the, of the pastor, the very, first, the very first minister here in the city of Fort Worth. And, and he came, it says, with a hymnal in one hand and with a revolver in his other hand. And he came to free the gospel. I just love it. How Fort Worth cool is that? And I just love hearing that. I love the stories of rich history. In fact, uh, this year I'm going to take us through uh, some spiritual uh, historical markers because we're going to take a look at some ancient heroes from the scriptures. The, we're going to take a look at some of the adventure, adventurers who have been on the road ahead of us and they've, they've left clues for us. They've left letters and poetry and stories and songs for us. We're going to look into that. On my trip to El Paso, um, on that same trip, it was probably the next day, Uncle Bill took us down some other roads. We stopped at some roadside markets. I remember my mom was excited about that, and we got to experience the culture, and, and uh, I had no idea. I have no idea why I was so happy to be handling, holding these these, these fresh Texas onions that were probably from Mexico, you know. But, but with, the truth is, with Uncle Bill as my tour guide, I must have been having this amazing, magnificent experience. In fact, ever since my trip to visit Uncle Bill, the truth is my life actually took a new course. It was, kind of, it was through my parents, but it was my life taking a new course because my family, soon after that, then moved to West Texas. And Reverend William Hageman... He was closer to us, and, I, and then I got to be closer to him, and my dad pastored a church. You know, West Texas is big, so you, you were still like 400 miles from each other, but still we were close, and I would go out, and, and uh, we'd visit uh, Uncle Bill's church. I even sang in his church. I sang only in the 11 o'clock service, because I couldn't sing in the others because my parents didn't want to go to all the services, even though I wanted to, still holding issues against my parents to that day. But, but uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm really not bitter. But this man of God, he led me 
and really our family on an adventure that altered the trajectory of my life personally. Um, Uncle Bill eventually grew old and passed away when he was about 85 and some 20 years ago or so. But I've never forgotten him. Uh, in fact, because, you know, William Hageman is the reason my family moved to Texas when I was a kid. In fact, William is even my middle name, and I've always thought that was the coolest deal, just like Uncle Bill's first name. He's with Jesus now. But there's more to the adventure story because a historical marker recently appeared on my adventure highway. A few weeks ago, Rebecca was at a thrift store and found a small leather-bound New Testament. And she was drawn to it. She's like, oh, that's cool. I've just got to have it. And she, when she's got to have something, she does. So she like, forks over the big 50 cents or 25 cents, whatever she paid for it, and took the little Bible home. When she got it home, this is after she got it home, she started looking through it and examining it more closely. And it was then that she discovered a very interesting name on a label in the front and the back of the Bible. Property of William F. Hageman. She saved it for Christmas morning. On Christmas morning, Rebecca gave me Uncle Bill's Bible. And I literally started crying. My family was there, like, we're all happy and you're crying. You're like, yes, but I'm holding Uncle Bill's Bible. It somehow made it from El Paso to a thrift store in Fort Worth. Coincidence? No, it's a miracle. To me, this is a spiritual, historical marker. Because Uncle Bill held this Bible. Uncle Bill lived by this Bible. Uncle Bill preached the truths from this Bible. Uncle Bill is gone. But there was a little blonde boy whose life he impacted. And that boy's grown up, and he's a man, and he's still here. And he's grasping Uncle Bill's Bible determined to continue to blaze the road less traveled. And I'm telling you guys, that puts fire in me. It's what makes Adventure Highway so incredible because God has surprises for us around every bend. Adventure Highway is also about living life to the full. And I'm really, really passionate about that. In fact, I'm going to share more on that in a couple of weeks because you don't want to get me started because I just don't want to live an empty life. I want to live a full life. Another is that Adventure Highway is about authentic rest. And that's important, authentic rest, because you can actually rest when you're not trying to cover up your tracks or make up for your errors. So you can rest when you're not constantly searching for the best way to present your life on social media to make, others people, make other people think you have this primo perfect life. On Adventure Highway, you can let your guard down because you have authentic relationships that are going to walk with you so that you can also rest in the midst of your journey, and you can be you. Adventure Highway is also about departing from the past. We're going to talk about that this year. I mean, some of you simply need to simply walk away from some past pain, some past hurts, some past failures, even some past successes and trophies, some past relationships, and some past regrets. Because on the road less travel, there are so many twists and turns that what's in your rearview mirror will disappear almost immediately. On Adventure Highway, it's futile to try to look into the focus on the rearview mirror because there's nothing much there except the beauty which is ahead of you. And I'm going to lead you on an adventure to stop 
living in your past and to get through some offenses. Here's what the scripture says. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. God says, I am doing a new thing. Now, now listen to what he says about it. He said, and now it springs up. In other words, it's happening in front of you. It's, call, it's calling you. Do you not perceive it? He says, I am making a way, a highway, a road, a pathway in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. He's giving you an ancient road to walk down. And you're entering a new day, a new dimension. In fact, we are even as a church as well. And I'm through this, I'm grateful for the past. But the past is not our future. In fact, at City Life, for the past few years, it's been about laying a foundation. But we don't stay with the foundation. We, we, we're continuing to build. And God is making a way or a road. And he's etching out new ways to do his ancient ministry. And that's what we're all about. And everybody may not fully understand uh, in the church world the way we do the ancient ministry because it may not look just like the church down the street, but that's okay. And the reason I, I'm talking about this vision for Adventure Highway is because ultimately it's about you moving in your life to a new level, to a new place. Because what happens is your forward motion in turn causes the forward motion of the entire church. And when we're all headed in the same direction, there's incredible potency in our church. And plus our individual lives and our families and our homes and our businesses are blessed in return. And that's my passion for you. See, Adventure Highway, it's also, it's a lifestyle. It's just a way of living. And I can talk a lot about this, but I'm not going to today. I'm going to save that for you in about three weeks, all right? Also, Adventure Highway, this is good. It's not about religion. It's about Jesus. See, Jesus and religion are not one and the same. That's important. I'm not here to convince you about religion. I'm not. But I am here to unashamedly point you to Jesus. Why? It's because Jesus said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Three single word identities of Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. And, and uh, I recently saw this, this cross in a, uh, oh, it's cool, it swings. Can I spin it? I won't try it. Uh, that's what happens to an ADD mind. Like, ooh, fun, all right? But uh, I saw this cross in a, in a selfie picture that, uh, that, that Jed Carpenter had taken. I think Jed's gone, so we can talk about him today. So he, he's out of town. But, but I saw this, and you know, he like, took the selfie picture. I, uh, I, and it's funny, because I'm weird. I don't look at the selfies. I always look at the backgrounds. Like, okay, where is that? What's going on in the background? I just, I just enjoy backgrounds. I, and I, I just look for the details. And I saw this like, way in the back of the picture, and I was like, Jed, what is that? What is that in your picture? Tell me about it. I was like, oh, it's some old cross from my, my dad, and I have it. And it's like, like that looks like from the, like the 70s or something. And that's kind of cool because I, I was there. And uh, you probably weren't, Jed. So, so I thought, that's, that, that's, that's cool. And, and so I said, can I see it? Can you bring it up to the church? And he said, sure. It's kind of falling apart, but sure. So he brought it up here. And, and I loved it because it, what caught my eye were these words that, that, you know, these are the words of Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am. Actually, that's the name that God gave himself when he was with Moses. I am. I am. This is the name of God. And he now describes himself with three words. The way, truth, and life. 
That is, and it's put together in the cross. This is actually probably one of the most powerful symbols of what Jesus is and what I'm talking about today because the cross represents Christ. I am God, way, truth, and life. And this is really significant because do you realize that before people even called themselves Christians, before the word was even invented, the original believers in the New Testament, they called themselves the way. They did. So this term way, as you know, it literally means a road or a path or a highway. And so these first spiritual adventurers who launched the message of Jesus into all the worlds, they were, they were, they were transfixed on this concept of the path, the road, Jesus, how it all fits together. And it's what we're calling adventure highway. And Jesus even makes it more intriguing by saying, not only are they the way, but, but Jesus says, I am the way. See, this is where it gets interesting because the paradox is the way, the highway, the road is actually Jesus himself. It's the cross. Adventure Highway is Jesus, which we'll learn more about this year. And I've, always I've already stated this. The destination is eternity with Jesus, but also the pathway itself is Jesus. <laughs> Guys, it's all about Jesus. And you're going to be hearing his name a lot because I'm into Jesus, not religion. In fact, Jesus even put it this way. And I just, I, as, I was, as I read this, I thought, I, it's funny because all my years I've just never heard preachers preach on this. But Jesus said this. He said, are, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Then come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life, because that's who he is. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Remember the scripture we've been saying for the year? It's all about you take the ancient path. That's where the real rest is. It says, walk with me. It's on a path. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Jesus says, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I just happen to believe that Jesus is speaking these words over you today, and he's challenging you to dream big because it's your future. It's at stake. Jesus is beckoning you to drop some baggage and get on this amazing adventure with him and live a big life. And sure, the truth is, is the path will be difficult, but Jesus never promised there would not be challenges on your pathway. But don't let that stop you from embarking on the journey. Begin to dream big and trust in the one who holds it all together. Now, your life has a unique roadmap, and it has a purpose all its own, and, and it's distinct, and it's matchless to any other. But this highway is ready for you to conquer, regardless of how far you've gone in life's journey, even up to this point, or how many mistakes you've made, or how many roadblocks you've come up against. I want you to dream big and take that ancient path. I'll, I'll commit to training you and encouraging you to keep your pace up regardless of the circumstances that are happening in your life or the storms that blow in over your family. The key to this, though, is to exert, exert self-control in a world out of control. We're talking a lot about that this year. See, on this road less traveled, discipline is critical. Self-control is crucial. 
along with the spirit of adventure to conquer what's around the next bend. But what will you do when, not if, but when unexpected things happen? So your choices at those moments will either make you or break you. So I want to prepare you for the journey. In October of 1911, two different men were assembling their teams, and they were making these final preparations for an adventure of a lifetime. Each man wanted to be the first man to reach the South Pole. And history tells us that one team effectively won the victory, and they returned home safe. But the second team experienced a devastating defeat, and they would only reach the South Pole to find the wind-whipped flags of the rivals that had been planted there 34 days earlier. The second team lost the race for their lives. The advancing winter then swallowed them up. All the members of the uh, second South Pole adventure team, they perished. They, 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 they staggered from exhaustion. They suffered this, the black, uh, painful death of frostbite, and they did freeze to death. And what happened? Well, I mean, it was a near-matched pair of adventures. There was Roald Amundsen, who was the winner, and there was Ronald Falcon Scott, which was the loser. Amundsen was 39. Scott was 43. Both had similar experience. But Amundsen and Scott both began their journeys for the South Pole right there within a few days of each other, so there shouldn't have been much of a difference. They both faced a round trip of more than 1,400 miles going into a very uncertain and even an unforgiving environment where the temperatures could easily reach minus 20 degrees during the summer. And, but one leader led his team to victory and safety. The other leader led his team to defeat and death. Why did one achieve spectacular success in such extreme conditions while the others failed to even survive? Two adventurers, blazing paths they've never seen before. But Abinson, he, he trained he prepared and he studied and he built relationships with others who understood winter survival and even went to live with the Eskimos for a while. Researchers have deducted that the difference was that they both made choices during their journey that changed everything for them and their teams. That's the same thing that I've seen in people's faith lives over the years. And the truth is, those who train who prepare, who study, who build relationships with other adventurers, they tend to weather life's storms the best. Admonson and Scott, they achieved dramatically different outcomes, but it was not because they faced dramatically different circumstances. In fact, the circumstances of the two groups of men were virtually identical. It's reported that on the first 34 days of their respective expeditions, both men had the exact same ratio of 56% of good days to bad days of weather. So if they faced the same environment in the same year with the same goal, the causes for their respective success and failure absolutely cannot be attributed to the environment. Well, bad stuff happened to me. Well, hold on. We all have bad things happen. When we huddle together and we're planning, preparing ourselves for whatever may happen, our chances of survival are a whole lot greater of winning. See, the difference came down to this issue of their attitudes and choices regarding the ups and downs of their journeys. And, and it really had to do with the perspective of life that each man woke up to each day. 
See, the winners, what they did is they stuck to their plan. Adamson was very, very disciplined. He moved toward his long-term goal at about 15 miles per day, regardless of the circumstances. He would refuse to change course when there were barriers ahead. He just said, I'm going to stick with the plan, stick with the plan. He resisted the temptations to sit out the bad weather and, and, and react to the changing conditions around him or to cave to the fear of the unknown. No, what he did is he just simply kept the team moving. And on the good days when the sun was shining bright, he didn't overexert. He just continued to go 15 miles every day, no excuses. But Scott, he did the opposite because he had no consistent goals except one, which is the lofty plan of reaching the South Pole, which he did. But he let the fluctuating weather conditions and accidents and the moods of the team dictate how far they would actually advance. On a perfect day, they'd push themselves to, to go about for like nine hours. But on bad weather day, they would stay in their tents and they would sleep the whole time. And they lost and they died. So, so, so are you going to be an Admanson or a Scott? What will your journey down Adventure Highway look like? Will you press, will you only press into God when, uh, when everything is, is going good? Will you press into God with healthy relationships and spiritual growth in the Word of God when it's sunny and bright outside only? Will you only tithe and give and serve and attend a connect group when the weather's perfect? Yet, when it gets stormy, will you be the one to hunker down and hide in your tent and wait for a sunny day to continue your journey? Will you quit giving then and then, and then uh, develop judgmental attitudes toward, toward the other believers in the, that are in the church or run from church and stop serving, hoping that your conditions are going to somehow improve? See, that's the difference between Adminson and Scott. <laughs> Don't be a Scott. See, I choose the Adminson approach. I'm in. And, and, and if you're in and you're saying, let's go, then I'm telling you guys, there's an adventure of a lifetime that's ahead, and you can succeed on your journey. You just need to keep going. We're going to be here to cheer you on. Keep giving, keep serving, keep building, building healthy relationships, and don't give up, and don't cave to the circumstances that are around you, because your success is what this church is for. Because this is a place of encouragement. And my biggest goal as a pastor is that every worship gathering, every connect group will be an opportunity for you to leave encouraged regardless of how bad your storm is. The writer of Hebrews puts it this way, let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. For he who promises faithful, let us consider how we may spur one another. <laughs> you know what spurs are? Are you a good Fort Worth person? You know what spurs are? First things that put on boots and they, they dig them like into the sides of the whole, those poor horses and make a move. We're actually supposed to do that to each other. Now, don't drink blood. Please don't. But we spur one another along, not to whine and complain to them, but hey, I want to encourage you to love. I want to encourage you to do good deeds. And, and we spur one another along to not give up on meeting together as some people are in the habit of doing. And we spur one another along to encourage each other all the more as you see the day approaching. Guys, that's what church is about. See, living like this can give you the self-control that you need in an out-of-control world that's getting crazier by the minute. See, because what is taught and lived out here can set you up to win. So I challenge you today, join me on Adventure Highway because your best days are yet ahead. Will you please close your eyes for a moment and focus internally because if you want to know this Jesus that I am talking about, you want a clean slate,
live your life with a renewed sense of purpose, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. I'm going to have a closing prayer. If you would like to make Jesus the Lord of your life during this prayer, I'm going to simply ask you to raise your hand right now so I can pray with you. Would you lift your hand? It's like, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life today. Pastor, will you include me in that prayer? Just lift your hand so I can see it right now. Pastor, I want to be a part of this mission with Jesus. Great, I'm going to ask everyone to please stand. Will you please stand? I'm going to ask us to pray these words together. Come on, pray these words with me together right now. Dear Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for opening my heart to hear what I needed to hear. Today I make the choice to give up my past and embrace the adventure you have for me and for my church. Today I'm choosing the ancient path and I will walk in it with you and for you to live forever with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. As you're standing up on the screens, we have the, the scripture, and I want you to say it with me aloud. And at the very end, if you're in, you just say, I'm in. Let's, let's go. Come on, come on, say it with me. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient path. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your souls. Hey, church, are you in? I'm in. Let's go. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. For more information on how you can get involved with City Life locally, text CONNECT to 41411. Again, that's CONNECT to 41411. Or visit us online at citylifecenter.org. We would love to meet you. 